Welcome to another episode of Oklahoma Music Legends. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. This episode spotlights an Oklahoma mother and her son, and it's a personal, personal episode for me because I got a chance to spend an afternoon with this music legend's mother. And by the way, she had a remarkable career in music herself. Stand by for the story. Born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Garth Brooks, without a doubt, is a bona fide superstar. He's a legend in the music business. Not many, if any, are even close to his equal. His musical influence came at a very early age. Garth was the youngest of six children. His family was very musical, led by his musically accomplished mother. In an interview in Playboy, Garth said, Friday and Saturday nights at the house was Jerry played guitar, Jim played the harmonica, Mike played guitar, Betsy played the guitar, and of course, Dad played the guitar. Mom sang her butt off, Dad sang, Betsy sang, Jerry, Jim, and Mike sang, Kelly and I, well, we played the wax comb. You may not know, but his mother, Colleen McElroy Carroll, had a music career of her own. She was signed to Capitol Records in the 50s where she released several records. She was a regular performer on the Ozark Jubilee. If you're not familiar, the Ozark Jubilee was a very popular, nationally broadcast country music show that originated from Springfield, Missouri. I've been thinking perhaps that show might have been the the formula or the mold for the very popular country show, Hee Haw. Now, this is where the story gets personal for me. Sometime in the 90s, I don't remember exactly when, but Garth had purchased his mother and dad an existing home with some land around it in Edmond, Oklahoma. Edmond is a suburb of Oklahoma City. I was a factory representative for a window covering company, you know, blinds and verticals and things like that. While making sales calls in Oklahoma City, I kept hearing from dealers that Mrs. Brooks was decorating her home in Edmond and was shopping for window treatments, etc. The dealers in Oklahoma were excited just to have a chance to meet, maybe to sell her, of course, just for the bragging rights. As fate would have it, one of my dealers in Oklahoma City sold her verticals for, if not all, most of the windows in her home. This is where I thought the story would end after I was told that they had sold these items to her. A couple of weeks later, I got a 911-type phone call from this dealer telling me that Mrs. Brooks had a problem with my product that was now in her home and asked if I could come to Edmond, meet with Mrs. Brooks along with the designer to see if I could possibly resolve the issue and save the sale. I canceled my following day schedule and headed toward Edmond. I picked up the designer and then we went to meet Mrs. Brooks. When we drove up the winding driveway, we found her outside. We exchanged pleasantries when all of a sudden Mrs. Brooks let out a shrill whistle like that, you know, that you hear from a steam whistle. Frankly, it startled me. Then she hollered at some people that were, I guess, hoping to meet uh, Garth. They're trespassing down at the bottom of the drive. She admonished them to turn their car around. And, buddy, I mean right now. She then said she couldn't wait until the gates were finished and installed. And we headed inside to examine her issue with my product. She hardly waited for us to get inside. And then she let me know in no uncertain terms her issue with my product. She made it clear to me that she was not happy with the look of the cord weight which was hanging on the cords. Now I asked her, 
What would you like me to do? And she looked at me and she said, Do I have to have those ugly things hanging there on my cords? I said, Nope. Ask her if I could use that trash can. Upon saying yes, I pulled out my trusty pocket knife, which no oaky salesman walks around without, popped off the ball, freed all the cords throughout the, throughout the whole house, threw the cord weights and everything else into the trash can. And then I, I reached down and I, I came up with something really technical like, ta-da! She smiled and asked, hey, would you like some coffee? And I said, heck yes. And we headed off to the kitchen table. I had just been offered the immeasurable opportunity to spend personal time with Garth Brooks' mother. A conversation, I tell you, I will never forget. Immediately, we began to chit-chat and know about the house, her, her, her ordeal dealing with the dealers around town, and all the renovations that were happening, and those problems and then the renovations that were still in the planning stages. She was trying to get a pool, you know, put in, but uh, she said pool folks must have thought she was crazy because she wasn't going to pay the kind of prices they were quoting her. She told me about a neighbor who had a vacant acre adjoining her property that told her she wanted to sell. Garth was interested. He went over and asked the man what he wanted for the land, and the guy looked at him and said, a million dollars. To which Garth laughed, she said, and came back to the house. She told us about the CMA she had attended with Garth and his sister, the Country Music Awards, uh, the artists she had met, the places and things she had gotten to experience with her family. She talked about the young girls who would hang around the outside the fence, their fingers entwined into the chain-link fence, with their fingers gripping tightly, and moaning, Garth, Garth. When she finally got annoyed enough, she said she would go outside and holler, He's not here. Go home. She shared personal things that I believe the tabloids would probably still pay to know about today. But believe me when I say, believe me when I say, those parts of our conversations will never be shared publicly. For whatever reason, we really hit it off like, well, you know, like family or like we've just known each other and been really good friends for years and years. The visit went on for well over an hour when it became apparent the designer who was in tow with me was bored and ready to go. I excused us, and as we headed for the door, I asked her for a couple of Garth's pictures. She reached into a kitchen drawer, handed me the pictures, and apologized that they were not personally signed. Heck, I didn't care. It was that moment I asked her my last question. I asked Mrs. Brooks, What has changed for you personally since you know Garth's success? Her reply was spontaneous, wonderful, and insightful. But I'm not going to share it with you here now. I've always hoped to one day run run into Garth, tell him his mother's rapid response to my question, maybe even in person. Mrs. Brooks followed us out to the car, shook my hand, thanked me, and invited me to come back anytime. You know, uh, I'm sorry I didn't. I believe she was sincere when she made that offer. Here's my lasting impression. She was wonderfully frank and honest. Maybe too honest. She was so proud of all of her children, her family, as well as her youngest son, Garth. She was thankful for everything his success had provided to him and his family and that he had shared with the family. Moving on to Garth, Garth excelled in high school sports. His sports of choice were football, baseball, and track. He was awarded a track athletic scholarship at Oklahoma State University, where he threw the javelin with pretty good success. He graduated in 
1984 from OSU with a degree in advertising. Now, while he was at OSU, Garth began to singing and playing the guitar in Oklahoma clubs and bars, most notably Wild Willie's Saloon there in Stillwater. With encouragement from a Dallas attorney, Rod Phelps, Garth, along with his band, took a couple of shots at Nashville. While the first attempt was not successful, he was successful on his second try. He released his first album in 1989, which was a huge success. Garth even wanted to play baseball, and he took a shot. Somehow, my brother Terry, who had a batting cage range in Tulsa, they got hooked up, and he assembled a batting cage at Garth's property. He did get three tryouts with different major league teams over the next few years, but you know, baseball may be the only thing Garth ever attempted where he did not find his full measure of success. With a total of 47 nominations, Garth has won a record 23 CMA awards. And frankly, he's won a whole lot of other awards too. He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2012. His albums have achieved sales of over 150 million units. Now, by the way, that's more albums than Elvis sold. And his second in sales of all time only to the Beatles. His shows are selling out all over the world. It seems anywhere he decides to fire up his band and plug in his guitar. You know, that's not bad for a boy from Oklahoma. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Be sure to like our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. Stop by our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com, for our latest podcast updates. Check out our ever-increasing eclectic gallery page, I'm sure you'll find some a surprise or two there. Visit our contact page. Drop us a line, a comment. Let us know if you have a suggestion for an Oklahoma Music Legend episode or you'd like to be added to our email podcast alert list. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm Tommy Henshaw. Hey, thanks for listening.